We're in, we're in. We are in. Welcome to Coffee and Call Sheets. I am BC. And I'm Spoon. And on today's show, Lennox Bupe Brown, actor, stand-in, reggae singer. Lennox was very instrumental in getting this podcast off the ground. Yeah, in the beginning. Um, we started on this podcast. At Lennox Brown. It's shooting in Lennox's backyard. Backyard, exactly. So so in the first, whenever you hear the airplanes, you know where we are. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere in the valley. (laughs) Exactly. Um, What? I don't know what airport that was. I don't think it was. Uh, Van Nuys. Was that Van Nuys? Yep, Van Nuys Airport. I didn't realize we were that close to Van Nuys. Yeah, yeah, we we were. But I mean, you know, once again, uh, Lennox very graciously let us you know, work there, and and we really appreciate that, brother. Yes, Lennox, we couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. Um, and we had to move on. You know, Lennox was so was kind enough to allow us to do the podcast uh, and use his recording studio for a nominal service charge. Yeah, and um, did six episodes. And we needed to figure out how were we going to keep this thing going? Where else could we record this? Yes. Um, I remember just having those long conversations like, dude, maybe we just buy the equipment. We do it at my house. Or we find a, a nice, maybe by the beach. Just nothing seemed to work. And let me just be clear. Just because we're ADs don't mean we're always making that AD money because nobody's working. Yeah, exactly. So we weren't making that money. I wasn't making that money for sure. (laughs) And uh, so we were trying to keep our costs low, and I kept having this thought in my head that there's a place where they just have podcast booths for free. And that place exists. Yes. It's in downtown Los Angeles. Yes, at the central, the main central library, and it's called the Octavia Lab. It's at the LA Central Library, and the Octavia Lab is sort of like a maker's lab where they have computers, they have um, sewing machines. Sewing machines. I think I'm looking at right now, because we're recording this in Octavia Lab, I'm looking at, I believe, an embroidery machine. Yes. I think they got two of them. And they have uh, 3D printers, they have two 3D printers. They also have a, um, they've got a recording studio. And all of this is available to the public, all for, wait for it, a library card. Exactly. So yeah, all you got to do is get a library card and you have access to uh, all of this really good creative um, resources. Yeah. Hey, listen, your taxpayer dollars pay for this. So when you get the opportunity... Uh, come down and use it. And the, the really cool thing is is that the uh, the staff are amazing. Yeah, They're really good people. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. They've been really helpful and they've been really welcoming and accommodating. Um, another thing they have here, they have like a um, a little like photo. Oh yeah, they booth. Yeah, photo booth is right next door where you can do um, you can do photo shoots. Yeah, they got a little backdrop and they mm-hmm. got lights. I mean, it'll get the job done. Yes, it'll definitely get the job done. Exactly. Um, and you know, it's like. It's, for, it's a place where you can cut your teeth and learn, you know? I mean, it's yeah. the same thing for us. I mean, we're brand new in this podcast world, and uh, this has given us the opportunity to, you know, figure out many things on, you know, wh- what to do without having to buy the equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got lights in here. And, yeah. You know, and— uh, I it, mean, I would much rather be doing this, you know, on the patio at my house in Malibu. But, oh, yeah. You know— 
Well, I don't have a house in Malibu. Right. <laughs> I don't have a house. Let alone the patio. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, we want to just give a real good shout out to uh, L.A. Central Library. And um, we really appreciate them. And uh, it's been really cool. It's been really cool working down here. And they've given us a lot of, uh, really a lot of help. And one of the things I really like also is seeing a lot of the young people that are down here doing their thing you know they're being yes. creative um they're using their skills and they're getting their hands on some of the resources um and that kind of brings me around to what we were talking to manny about this yes very much so yeah. yes because you know one of the things that manny talked about is how it, he at least takes it upon himself to bear the responsibility of training um, and educating people who are new to our industry and how to navigate this industry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and because it's, it is tough. It's, it's, uh, you know, we've, I know we've, we've uh, talked about it more than once that this is not for everybody. You know, you've got to really want it. And some, you know, you start off, it's very, very much a union um, business and when you start off you don't get in the union right away so yeah. uh, it's tough when you know you, you see all that that uh, the people who are in the union making that really good good money and you're still making that okay money so yeah and the other part of the, you know of navigating the industry is how to ride out the highs and the lows of the sort of gig economy yeah um, and Hollywood's kind of always been that way yeah Except for, I mean, well, Hollywood started off very much in the corporate type of uh, vein. They started off, you know, early on where, you know, you came in. And if you got in, if you were able to get into the business, you were able to, uh, you know, learn. You know, you became a journeyman. And, you know, if you started off as a, as, even as an actor, you started off as an actor, you had to learn in the, in, in you know, they they taught you to to do well. You were on contract. People right, were being were, put on exactly, contract. People were put on contract. The actors were on contract, but also the craftsmen who I consider us craftsmen. So grips and electrics. Exactly, they're all, they're all you, con contract. You started with the at studios. the yeah, exactly. Well, I think you um, that let me not lie. I, I don't know exactly if you just work for that particular studio, but the thing that you did have to do was you had to start out on the bottom. So you just couldn't come in being a DP. You just couldn't come in being a first AD. You just couldn't come in being a, a costume designer. You had to work your way up from the bottom. And you did a certain amount of time. And by the time you got to where you wanted to be, you had already put in some time. You know, like, like makeup or hair or any of these different um, uh, departments. You, were, you had to work through it. And, you, and the, that was the cool thing is because you learned. You know what I mean? You learned from the people who were before you. Mm -hmm. And like Manny was talking about, you're able to give that knowledge back. And now you know how to really do it. By no means am I trying to uh, downplay anybody who decided they wanted to jump in and become a, a first AD or, or, or DP or any of that. But it helped. I first did a feature before I was ever a PA. 
Right. I had no idea what the hell I was doing, but we got it done. Right, exactly. But just think if you had the opportunity to learn from a first. Oh, yeah. And I, teach you, you know what I mean? I never had the opportunity. But exactly. I, I happened to get the opportunity to be a first AD, in, and I knew enough to, right. to keep the show running. Right. I fortunately had a key second who knew how to do what I didn't know how to do. Exactly. But I, I was able to you know, schedule and and lead a ragtag group. Um, I shouldn't say it was ragtag. I mean, Tommy, Tommy Maddox, he was the DP on that. Yeah. And he brought a few people, um, a few, he brought his gaffer from L.A. because he was at AFI at the time. He brought his gaffer from L.A. back to Boston. And, um, and I didn't know. All the things that I know now, right? Um, working with actors, how to you know manage a department, how to work with PAs. Like I said, I, I was never a PA, so I was like, I didn't even know what they were supposed to be doing. Right, I right. I don't think right. I had any PAs. I mean, I think we did. <laughs> right. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't remember telling it. I didn't have a second second on set. Right. Um, I think I set my own lockups. I'm the first AD and I was setting my own lock. Well, a lot of times first ADs, I remember first ADs setting lockups. I mean, it's setting, the, the reason, the only reason why a first doesn't set a lockup is because he has to deal with so much, so many other things. But that doesn't mean he doesn't know how. You know no, no, I mean? no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you're right next to camera. So you, because realistically, the first AD does t- usually tell the second second, "Hey, look, we're looking this way." So but, uh, yeah, you're you're saying you're basically saying, "I need this locked up. Figure it out." But we got through it, and and a lot of people said I did a good job. I mean, I was able to get other first AD gigs after that, um, and that's the reason why I ultimately was interested in ADing was because I did have that experience um, AD. I, I AD like. Recreations for a Nova special um, in uh, in Boston. You oh, know, okay. Worked that with a uh, actor. What was his name? Uh, Ruben Santiago. Ah, Ruben Santiago Hudson. Yeah. Yo, what up, Ru? Yeah. I I worked with him on um, uh, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Okay. He played uh, with Halle Berry, uh, Michael Ely, and he played uh, uh, Halle's first uh, first husband. Okay. He's an older guy, but uh, yeah, Ruben. I love Ruben. Yeah, I, Ruben. And I, I ran base camp. Okay. So yeah, it was like, it was Ruben, really good dude. Really I'll always, a uh, uh, quick little story with Ruben. Um, you know, he, we worked with him. We shot with him in a few different places in Boston, but there was this one night where he plays this gentleman named uh, Percy Julian. He was a famous black um, scientist who discovered... Percy Julian, yes. Discovered cortisone. Right. So Ruben Santiago Hudson, he's playing Percy Julian, and we're doing this scene um, where I think Percy Julian's getting like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm -hmm. So he's at this sort of dinner gala. He's at a podium. He's giving a speech. He's gotten a little bit of... um, aging and um but we're shooting at this i don't know like a kiwanis club or elks club on this small island off the coast and there's a causeway that i don't know it's like a five minute drive like a five minute drive from lynn massachusetts Uh to this little rock 
neighborhoods over there. This event space is there. And we know we have a storm coming in. <laughs> Three hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> and we shoot. We probably got started around 10 in a.m. A. Mm -hmm. And we needed to be out of there by nine. The rain started at eight. Ooh. And everybody was telling us, it's like, you need to get out of here before the causeway gets washed out because the causeway will wash out. The wow. storm is coming. The water's going to rise. High tide's coming in. That is, if you don't get across before the tide comes in, you're all stuck. You're going to be stuck there until the morning. Wow. So we were. So can I, I just want to ask a question. So when you say the causeway is going to wash out, it doesn't like destroy the causeway. It just no. the water comes. Exactly. High. Okay. Exactly. So it's, it's going to wash out. It's, gotcha, you know, the, gotcha, you, gotcha. You won't be able to get across until the water recedes. And um, I'm thinking, this is crazy. Um, I don't know why I wasn't, I can't remember being involved in the decisions on whether or not we were going to shoot at that location, mm -hmm. but I was the first AD <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we just need to get out of here. <laughs> right. So I, uh, you know, I got this time clock and you know, Ruben really didn't have a green room. I don't know where hair and makeup was being set up and a buddy of mine, he was working with, with us. He was helping out for the day. And um, I think I was leaning on him sort of as like my second second because I didn't have a second second. This right. is all non-union. Right, right, right. And uh, I remember Ruben pulled me and my buddy Kaj aside and he just said, on a real show, it's not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, part of me was like, damn. But the other part of me was saying he was gracious enough. To do it. To pull me aside. Right. And educate me. Yeah. Be, if he didn't care, he would have said nothing. Right. He would just, or he would have bitched and complained like, "What the fuck is going on? Yeah, this ain't like, real you guys shit. ain't got you. Yeah, yeah he, you get the shit together." He pulled me and Kaj aside, and he said, "It's well, you not have, done this way." Exactly, and that's the reason that you have professionals. Yeah. Who have done this over and over, and who have that experience that they then can, you know, teach the youngers. Yes. The uh, the youngers. <laughs> Youngins. The youngins, <laughs> right. I was born in 1758. I mean, I was 27 years old at that time. Right. I was 27 years old, the first AD on a non-union Nova special for a PBS. PBS, yes. Yeah. Nova. Yeah. So anyway, today we have Lennox Brown, and we're going to talk to Lennox about his career as, a, as an actor and a stand-in in the industry. Lennox. Yeah, Lennox has been a stand-in for Wesley Snipes, Daniel Kaluuya, Damson Idris. All A-list actors. Yeah, and, and plenty more. Sometimes I just can't even think of. He's, um, he's acted in majority of those movies that he's been standing in on or television shows. And uh, he's always, and, and the other thing is he's been a pretty good body double, <laughs> which oh, is really? amazing for all, all those different actors. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, the man's a, an amazing dude, and he's a reggae singer. But, but. A man of many talents. Yes, the man. want to say again, thanks, Lennox, for helping us launch this podcast venture. And uh, here we go, Lennox Brown. Uh-huh. 
Lennox Brown. Bopé. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, brother? How you doing today? I'm good enough. Yeah? Good enough, yeah. Uh, relaxed, you know. Relaxed? Yeah. Very good, very good. I mean, I, I'll have to say thank you. Yes. For definitely. being a great host to us so that we can, you know, kickstart uh, this podcast. And thanks for being a part of it. Yes. Like I said, man, anything is in positive vibes, you know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like one one hand wash the other. Yeah, you man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Go way back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I've known yes. you since 1991. Damn, has it been that long? Have it, hey, yeah, we we did um, we worked on uh, Devil and Blue Dress together. He was okay. standing for Don Cheadle, and I was uh, Mouse. I was a PA. Yeah, yeah. Mouse. Yeah, man. That Classic. was a good. Yeah, that was a yeah. good movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shot in Lake Pyro. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. A lot of nights. A lot of, <laughs> lot of nights. It was freezing. Yeah, they said we're going nights. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. hey, yeah, yeah, I had a nice part in that thing too because I, I was the, um, I was the, they put me, I got an acting part from Carl Franklin, uh, you know, the director, and, um, and he said, yeah, why don't you play the musician, you know, you're going to do this great part that you're going to take the shot, this is how we're going to introduce Denzel Washington to the movie. And this was a shot when I think that the night they had that big shot over this Pico Boulevard. Pico Boulevard, there, yeah. They blocked the streets up and it was a whole bunch of people, you know, and I was in that blue shirt and um, I played the saxophone player. I was proud of because my dad's a saxophone player. Oh, nice. You know, and, and, and um, they kind of stipulate about the line I got, you know, but I, I just say, you know, it's okay. You know, because they told me to say a line. He said, yeah, man, do whatever you do as a musician. I said, yeah, man, I'll see you later. And I took the instrument and I walked with the saxophone and the camera picked me up. And then that's the camera picked me up from the bar and it took me outside the door and then it took me all the way across the street and then it picked up Denzel and then it go with Denzel. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I remember that shot. Yeah? yeah. Yes. I remember because that was like one of the, because we had to set that up the entire day. Uh, Catalyst Fraunfelder was the first AD. Mark Catone was the second. I don't remember who the second second was on that. But uh, that was one of my first shows that I was... Um, uh, in fact, Catterley, who was the first, was very instrumental in, in my career. Because she... Like, I, I was with her for a long time. Um, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that shot because we had all the Pico yeah, blocked yeah. off. With steady cam, Scott Sakamoto, uh, Tak Fujimoto was the uh, DP. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, I remember. That was back in the days when you know you have the, the casting company of Central and Cynics and I say that. You're like, yo, man, I'm gonna send in for this man because I know I'm supposed to get some money for this part. <laughs> I don't say that lines. So I'm the director, someone to say the lines, and I said the lines. You know what I'm saying? And they try to say the double D and some stuff. But you know, I say, yo, man, and then I didn't really put up the fight. You know, right? I just say, you know, Jawa bless me. You know, yes, yeah, and thing and. Cause I'm gonna be on the movie. Well, that was after the movie, and I started to get the part. You know, you know, like, you know, damn, you know. What I'm saying? I should have got my money. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying I should have been tough hearted. Right. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? Right. I should have been tough hearted. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, but no, I was really a union because I was working standing in, and I met Don Cheadle and Picket Fences. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I've been in the business for a minute, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. So when did you, when did you, you're originally from Jamaica, right? Yeah. And when did you come to L.A.? L.A., I came to L.A. in 87. Okay. For a visit. For a visit. Ah. And I met a girl, my first son's mom, Kimberly Brown, you know. And All right. It was love. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> she was, you know, she was iry, you know what I mean? You know, but, you know, things happen after because, you know, I don't know if they expected me in certain things, but, you know, I loved her in the sense of, you know, being a woman and being iry and being there for her. I did things that I would have never, people say, you're stupid at doing that stuff. I'm like, no, because I believe Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, we had a great son out of it. Right. And we are great friends now. That's great. You know, oh, so you found Kimberly. I found and then, Kimberly. And then and how did you find how did you find Hollywood? I tell about tell tell a story about <laughs> well, you know, you know I was getting standing jobs, you know. Mm -hmm. And I used to stand in for um well, uh, how did you get standing jobs? And what okay. is a stand in? Okay. Uh, a stand in is um Okay, a stand-in is a guy that replicate everything that the actor does so that the sound, the camera, and every department can see what he does after he rehearsed it and showed you what he's gonna do. Sometimes they use the actors because the director or whoever is doing it or the writer have a vision of what they wrote and how the scene supposed to be and they can use anybody's but they use the standing which plays a very important role in in the business because oh, yeah. Yeah. the actor would never stand around all day and do do it so that's yeah, we, why you know we get underestimated sometimes but not by my bridging right there you know right 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 I always look up for me but um but yeah you know so this is what we do and you know because sometimes there's critical things that they need to light. Yeah, it could take, you know, 10, and 15, yeah, sometimes know, 40 you, minutes. You know, yeah. But you got to pay attention to, you know. And oh, oh, I really got a standing gig is from the, the first time I, I, um, I worked on a show. Uh, you know, my t I'll tell you anything. Yeah. Right? Okay, the thing is that um, when I first started this thing, you know, I had a cruise director on the cruise ship. That's how I left Jamaica. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? That's how you got yeah. here. I went to the ship, cruise okay. ship first, and my brother gave me a job. He said, "Look, if you're in, if you know," and I'll tell the story over and over because I'm proud of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, my brother said, "If you graduate high school, I get your job on the cruise line." My dad got my brother the job on the cruise line, which he still does work with Carnival Cruise Line since 1976. All right. Wow. Your your brother? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So you know, big big props to him. You know. Um, yeah. And then my dad was a musician, you know, uh -huh. saxophone player, you know okay. what I'm saying? So I used to go to the studio with him and, you know. So I mean, is, is there a lot of music in your family? Well, my dad was, is, yeah, my brother is a music, well, my brother and his sons are musicians too. All right. You know, my next little brother is a musician, singer too, you know, you know, so it runs in the blood. Yeah. Starting from my dad, you know, my dad used to take us to the studio, but I used to go more. Mm -hmm. and my brother Ralston Noah he's in Miami he is a mental and health counselor okay nice. you know he left New York and went to Miami his son is an artist also um, and you know but um, I was doing music with my dad because I go to the studio so I play the records you know on the turntable and stuff my dad you know, so I was a selector a long time my dad made me a selector I didn't even know right you know what I'm saying um, 
you know, I used to put them in the order and say, play them like this. Sometimes I said, damn, that one look, that one look nicer than that one. And I said, that, this color. And I switched the music, you know what I'm saying? But he don't care about that. He's selling music. He's selling his uh, food and drinks. And right. that's how he made money for us as mm -hmm. a musician. Right. So anyhow, you know, so push forward now where how he makes money for us. And what he does is he would buy a goat mm -hmm. the first of the month feed that goat real well for the, <laughs> the end of the month and then my mama would kill it <laughs> you know? and he would cook it with them you know what i'm saying yeah, and yeah. one would cook the manish water and one would cook the curry goat and one they shared the thing together because that's our way of you know making us survive you know because a right. musician is not every day somebody yeah. need a saxophone player right yeah. you know and um i sit with my dad at the studios many times he's just waiting you know what i'm saying but because they know all everybody my dad was one of the first set of musicians that graduated from alpha school for boys okay and play for the government i knew all this because of my brother because my brother spoke more with my dad and he told me all the stories that i don't know about my dad copy that and my dad knows Bob's range, all these people that are in big position right now. Uh -huh. You know, my dad, you know, they know him as Lennox Brown, tenor. Some know him as Cooley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I used to say, Cooley? <laughs> when Cooley there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, that's like Indian, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know? right, right. yeah, you know. But then I say, oh, maybe that's why sometimes my ear get curly, even though, but you know what I'm saying? When I was, you know, back in the days, you know, without the dreads. So anyhow, so I went to the cruise ship. So when you know, and I go back, he wasn't here. So I went back to the cruise ship, Carnival Cruise Line. My brother got me the job on Carnival Cruise Line, and I became a cruise star steward, which is like an assistant to the cruise director. Mm -hmm. You know, Bill Panoff was one of my best cruise director I've worked with. He, he owns a magazine, I think, called Port Old. I tried to get in touch with him and see what he up to. And then there was a DJ called Shmulik. He owns the Bamboo Club in Jamaica and think Montego Bay or Ochi, one of them. Okay. I used to DJ, I used to be sitting in DJ, you know, I you know, I gave him a couple of ideas about some things and you know, you know, uh, um, which he he makes big money on it now. I ain't get no money from it, but, <laughs> it's all but you know, it's all good. God Jah will bless me in the right, 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 You know right. what I'm saying? I still love him because he move on and I wasn't there, you know. So I'm hoping to do a show at his beach in Jamaica. Maybe oh, I'll nice. come at the Bamboo Beach. I'm going to talk to him about putting on a reggae show there at the beach and I'll be the guest of honor. You know what I'm saying? Right, nice. right. Yeah, you know. So here I am on the cruise ship, bam, 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 and go so bam. I say, you got a little, um, my brother say, yo, man, you know, we're going to go to dry dock in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. So, yo, check it out, man, I'll just make y'all get on a visa where y'all can stay in the States for six months and go anywhere and come back to Jamaica and go back and renew it. So you get that indefinite 10 year multiple. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I think mine was tenure and in um are just unlimited. I don't know what but, but I had a good one. Me and my all my friends them got it. Me, Cal so, uh, so this is a this is a visa that lasts for ten years where yeah, you, that you, you have six you you have access six months to the States. Yes. Nice. And you go by you can't work though. You know what I mean? And um, if you, you can't have to get a lawyer or something to make it work, or, right. or if you're an entertainer. But still, you 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 can enter the, you know, because you're coming in and out of the, the ports. States, yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to be the guy, actually, you know, when I was on the cruise ship, I was the one who run the lights, and so before a computer came in, mm -hmm. 
I was the one who run the lights and sound for the for the dancers and for the magicians. You got oh, wow. you got to dim the lights so they don't see the fishing line. <laughs> 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 you know, certain lighting you gotta right, have right, for right, certain right, tricks. Right. This is all on the boat. Carnival right? cruise yeah, line. Yeah. yeah, you know, I learned that cause you have to know the cues when the orchestra come out. You have to know stuff. But I brought a lot of spice to it. Yeah, I start, they have to change bulbs all the time. But, but but so what? Fuck it. You know, what I mean, I gotta make the place live. <laughs> right. It was a little daddy, daddy. So right. I used to run the spotlight, I go hit my spliff and shit, they don't even know how it, but you know what I'm saying, I <laughs> hit my spliff, I lock up my boot and shit, I have the cigarette going around, you yeah. know, so, you know, but I used to smoke cigarettes, that's why you don't have nothing else to do, you sit on the back of the ship, if you get out there, you know, you're in the cabin and shit, you know. Were there a lot of other, like, uh, people that um, wor wor worked on the, the crew? The boat, you, you call them the crew on the boat, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 the crew. But they were also, like, were there a lot of, like, Salty fishermen smoking, smoking. No, no, no. You have sailors. You have, you have, you have no, no. You have, you have, yeah. We are. There's most of the third world countries they hire because even Italians have third world, mm -hmm. and but most of the Italians work in the the engine department. And okay. They get to wear the white suits and walk and go to the disco. Right. And I don't get to go to the disco. Only way I go to the disco because I assist DJ with me. Man, I say, hey Lenny, I want you to come on up and DJ with me. I say, okay, cool. But I used to sneak out though. <laughs> you know, yeah. guess who I run into? My brother. <laughs> I'm gonna fire you! I'm gonna fire you tomorrow! Come to the office! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, many times we can't go to the office. There, but uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, cause he's a chief. He was a right, chief. Right, 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 right. So he walks the desk, he control all of the, 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 he is the head, he still is. They call him the manager now because the, 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 the company has changed so much, you know. Um, I got a break from Virginia and I got to go to New York for the first time. On a dry dock, my brother, you know, jump forward, you know what I'm saying, um, being on a cruise ship. And that's my first time in New York, and I went to go see my friend Akati. And that's the guy who started me with the sound system in Jamaica. So along with that, you know, that's how I went to New York. Huh? New York wasn't really my flavor. No. You know, no, no. Um, I, the nightlife was good, but I just, I don't know. But I just not the city, not exactly. the... It's not, I like Miami and I like here, in California, you know right. what I'm saying? Open. Yeah, sun. and the sun and the, right. you know, I mean, I like the snow thing, you know? So how did you get from New York? Um, I'm assuming okay. you're, you're on the cruise line yeah. and eventually the, does the cruise go like go through the Panama Canal and come up to, uh, up to uh, Los Angeles? No, no, what happened is that I went back to the cruise, he only gave us a time, so we went and went back to work. Because after the ship went from dry dock, we went to um, 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 Labadee 80, and we went to uh, um, Cozumel, and then after um, I visited California on a break, I got on my vacation, I'm supposed to go, so I said, let me visit my sister first. <laughs> I came up on a visit and I liked the place, that's how I told you I met my, um, this is how I met my first. Right. Mama. Right. Visiting. And so you, so you, you come up, you visit your sister. I, yeah, I you, met her. You meet your first we love. Got, yeah, you know, we like each I really, you know, and you know, things happen, you know, and, you know, for long story short, when my kid was supposed to be born, right? 1993 mm. I was working as a stand-in 
because I got in the glitch of being a standing. But how? But who? Okay. How did you get in the, like, the standing? Like, okay, I told it unequal justice with Joe Martin, but then uh, it was Senex casting. Right. That um. Was it non-union And I did. What happened is that because when I left the ship and come here, and my cruise director was telling me, say, Bill Pan, I was telling me, say, the place to be in movies is in California. So that was make me want to urge me more that I wanted to come here. So you wanted to be in movies and you, you yeah, on you, TV and stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, I was drama. You know, I liked. You know, that was my thing. Was, yeah, because you're working wanted. on you're working on the cruise ship. You're doing. Yes, you know, you know you're helping with the lights and you're. you're yeah. So how did you come? How did how were you able to get into background? Because I mean, start off background and then you became a standard, right? From Senex uh, Central, I think they were doing classes mm. at the office at Olive and Barham, mm -hmm. right by the bridge that yeah, they did yeah. right there upstairs. Exactly, yeah. mm -hmm. I used to go to class there, so they said, "Okay, we want to make you get introduced to this. To the, you gotta be do a salute. I'm gonna let you do some extra work, so you can feel what it's like to be on the set and know what the." camera left camera right all right, that stuff that right. you're learning right and, right you know film set is different from commercial cause in the film cause we did um acting this and acting that in the film you don't look at the camera in commercial you look at the camera you know what i mean right, right. so you know you know you know all them stuff and you know so anyway you say i'm gonna let you wet your feet and you know so he gave me extra work and equal justice was one of them <laughs> and they said gotcha. yeah, you, you could work for standing for joe martin you know and, and and next thing Joe Martin was on speed and they got me to stand in for him. Oh nice. Speed. Yeah. Oh really? Yes, I did speed with um Sandra Bullock and, and all that. Yeah, okay, yeah, and you were standing in on that? Yeah. So you didn't do a lot of background. I was well um well, I still do because when they don't stand yes, in, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, but I used to do a lot of cops. You used to stand in That's for a That's how I met Don Chile because I was picking fences and I was a cop on there too. They have the court, whatever. Right, did, right. So, you know what I mean? You yeah. know? So I used to, because I used to clean shave now all the time. They said, right. that's how you get a lot of work. Right. But but, but with the, when he wet my feet up in the thing and he know the people then from casting, Marianne, an Asian woman, she was in Senex because mm. I was non union. They said, I'm going to hook you up on Senex casting because you're non union. And he opened me up with Marianne, and Marianne and Diana used to work together, mm. <coughs> you know. <coughs> and, um, you know, one day, that's when he used to could I bring lunch to them and all that stuff. And because I'm Jamaican and stuff, I said, you know, y'all ain't never eat no Jamaican food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they said, they said, no. And so I brought them lunch one day, so, ooh, this is so <laughs> We should make a union. <laughs> Nice. You know what I'm saying? So they said so. so no, they, no three vouchers, like. Well, well, I'll tell you a story about that too. You know what I'm saying? So on the other side, they said, okay, we're gonna give you. Um, so they hooked me up on the standing job and thing, you know, and um, and I don't know if three vouchers was in yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, um, cause I got my three vouchers after for the boys with Bet Midler. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it sounds like you you had been standing in a lot. You should have had your three well, three union days. Well, 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 well. Oh, maybe why I didn't join. It's a cost. Cost too. Yeah, that's always a hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. So, when on Bet Midler now after getting those 
I've, I've been had those vouchers and stuff. I have to be like, I think I have to add to join. You know? Yeah, the, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's a must join. Must yeah, join. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I couldn't go no further. You, know, you, you kind of saw the writing on the wall. It's like, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be in, I got to, I yeah. got to pony up. Right, yeah. So, I, I mean, so, I mean, I, I ponied up and I'm, I'm still, you know, scratching <laughs> my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so. Uh, so how did you, how did you get from, from the time you guys met, how did yeah. you get to Blade? Because that's, was that the first time you worked, you stood in for, uh, uh, Wesley, for Wesley? No. Wesley Snipes. I met Wesley in, um, in, um, in 93, right? Mm-hmm. On Rising Sun. Rising oh, Sun. wow. With, uh, that's with, um, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah. I was, uh, I was the, uh, I wasn't a standing, I was an extra. I was one of the special extra Marion they got me that I think that central. They always getting me work. Was that was that the like the uh, action uh, extras? Remember those the guys? The one the one where was it? No, I, I, I was at with a calling service then. But I was but I was the one of the cast them where we always get the special stuff they say. Right, right. So we were the New York guys, you know, when Weston needed the help from the Yakuza then I was right, chasing right, him right. so you know. So um, that's who I met Wesley too, you know. Um, so we were the guys w- that they come to on the corner and shit. I said, yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But me and Wesley, we met. And he said, yeah, you Jamaica. I made a purpose to meet him because I heard he liked Jamaica music and Jamaica right. food, you know. And uh, and we met. Make a long story short, we kept talking and you know he said, hey man, and I was trying to get him to come see my gig. When music, you know, I was doing with a band, I was performing a band. Right. You know, and how I met that band was a jam session because an extra guy who was doing extra said, hey, you should come jam with us, man. We need, they don't have no singers over there. Uh, you know, I said, I wasn't even a real singer, singer, you know what I mean? But right. I said, I take the mic and do some toasting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was a rock band, it was all rock music they're playing. Oh, so shit. it wasn't no reggae, right. you know what I mean? But I hanging over the white boys and playing the rock music and I get to do the mic singing all kind of shit that come to my head, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I, was, I met the bass player, Louis. Uh-huh. Louis from Brazil, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, so what sort of places were you playing? Um, 14 Below, okay. Hermosa uh, um, Beach, uh, Redonda Beach. Um, the, there was a bar in there called, Fa- uh, not Fashions, but there was a, I don't remember the name, Luna, what's that, Luna Park? You know, Luna Park, Luna yeah. Park, when Luna Park was Luna right. Park, you know. Um, so said, right, oh, so Rising today. Sun, were you? Rising you? Sun, uh, okay, Rising Sun, I didn't stand in. Andre Johnson was standing in for on him. For, you know Andre Johnson? Yes. He was standing in for him. I don't know what happened, but he lost the job. Or he changed, I wanted to go. I don't know what happened, but I could have, you know, me and Wesley became good friends. He gave me his number right. for his assistant and... You know, and it connected to him his wildfire number. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, and um, he said, "Yes, yeah, stay in touch, man. You're a cool brother, man. And you know, I'd love to come check you out sometime." You know, um, make a long story short, I heard the dude Andre lost the job. I said, "Damn, I could have got the blood clot. Yeah, right, man. That's the job everybody wants—a standing job." You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, so boom, bam, bam. Um, I end up playing the rap party at y- Yakuza, y- Yamashiro up in the hill. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Wesley said he didn't get to come to my gig. I said, well, can I get to, you know, come do something at the rap party? And 
I end up with the to go up there and perform at a rap party, man. Oh, you know wow. I'm saying, yeah, you know, hey, fly, I'm a knock you out, you know. <laughs> See, yeah. So I end up playing at a rap party, man, and, um, and then after that, we still became friends. But then, you know, I was like, I'm not a starstruck guy because I don't know, you know, I'm just here just working. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and um, I'm trying to be a star myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, Hello, right. we all born a star. Right, yeah. right. No, to find our glitch to shine. Yeah. Right. Because God made us all a star. That's what people don't understand. We all made us a star. We just need to find our lane and shine. And don't be shy to shine and light that blood clad light yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Um, no man, nobody ever tell us that you can't do this or can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because we all have the knowledge. If you put your knowledge to that, it will happen. So you um, you've done I know you've done six seasons on Snowfall yeah and I I know you've done several different movies standing in for Wesley Snipes and like what other stuff have you done like in what what have you done over the last few years like, that, well like, before before we go that I still want to let you know oh me and this man met you know oh you know, so this okay this man played a lot of part in my life in in getting me work. Okay. Yeah, because you know, is in this business is not only what you know, but it's what you know and who you know and oh, who yeah. knows you and what you have done and what how you have done it. Right, right, right. You know, you know. Um. So, so. Yeah. We met on. See, who knows? Uh, probably, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You probably met before that yeah. too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we go back in days, you never did yeah. Sergeant Bilka, did you? Because I used to stand in for chill. Uh-uh. Um, no. Yeah. But, but when we I, did meet on Devil in Blue Dress, the Devil in the you, Blue you Dress, stood yes. for, uh, You stood uh, in for Don. Don, yes. I was a brand new PA. Yeah, well, yeah, because, you know, because I remember, I said, I remember this motherfucker my family. <laughs> and then we did, I had never been kissed. With, yep. with you know that's when I was gonna make a move on Drew Barrymore because I think she was single then <laughs> and I heard she like reggae and you know uh, the band that played was um you know I was hoping to try to get a track to do on there too you know you know but um I forgot the band that was playing for them and they did it on Pico remember we had a lot of days yep. on Pico and yep. shit. he got me a lot of job man you know well, and the reason you know. the reason it's like when we were talking to Nancy yeah we were a team. Right. You know what I mean? And I could always depend on Lux. I knew that when he came to the job, he was gonna pay attention, he was gonna do his he was gonna do the job, and he was gonna show up. Right. You know, and it's so many times that, that I've definitely used other stand ins. Like he's the only one that I constantly used because he constantly was there. And he constantly worked. Right. So whenever I didn't have a job for him, he didn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, Spoon doesn't have nothing for me. I can't do it. And, and Lux like, no, it ain't like that. Right. And he went out and got his own. Now, I, I remember when, I remember season one of, of Snowfall. Yeah. And you brought me on to Snowfall because we had worked on, on Real Husband. Husband. I remember when I met you, I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know anybody on the, obviously on the crew. I, I was still kind of new to production, but I was, I was definitely impressed by you because I was like, you wore platform shoes <laughs> yeah. to make sure that you had the correct height for yeah. the 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 actor that you were standing in for. You yeah. know, you you did took that upon yourself in order to do the job. And I was like, that's a professional. You know, it's like that's a person who takes his job seriously. Yeah. I've, I've learned because um, when I got with Blade, go back with Blade. 
before, you know, even though, you know, we know all you made, I'm telling more story, you know, about this man too, you know what I'm saying? Um, go back with Blade, how I got Blade job was because and actually Demolition Man, mm. I did Demolition Man with Wesley. I, 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 um, I, because Marianne and Diana them know me. I was non-union still. Right. You know, um, and, um, and she said, oh, they're looking for somebody to double Wesley. You got the right shape because he wasn't that big. He was skinny like me. I still have, I still have the pictures of them somewhere. I still <laughs> saw them the other day. So, so demolition man. Um, so they said, yeah, Lenny, so you're the best person. And we want to send you for it. We're going to send a picture into them. They say, okay. Say, yeah, they're going to pay. That's what the non know was $40 or something. <laughs> Forty for eight, but it's better than nothing from Jamaica. Wow. I look at it, look at it like, okay, if I multiply it in Jamaica, how much am I making? But I'm not, you know, I always compare. So well, if I'm not making that much in Jamaica, and I'm making here, yeah, I appreciate it. Right. And I'm working for it. I'm not selling drugs. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. make it honest. <laughs> yeah, you know. So anyhow, she said they're gonna pay you a hundred. I said, wow, a hundred? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, did I know what the job was? You right, know what right, I mean? right. <laughs> they said they're gonna body mold me. Oh. I didn't even know what that was. Right. They had to plaster polish me in a mold all day for how much hours, and I said no drinking water, nothing like that. Cause you, wow. got, you know, oh, and you were in yeah, a I had the pictures cast? them, yeah, plaster cast to my neck. They could have do anything. Your nigga, you know? uh, <laughs> brother, how did you, know? you use the bathroom? We didn't. I didn't use it for because it says the plaster is gonna is gonna take a couple hours. So don't drink nothing, nah, nothing. Right. Use the bathroom before you. You know what I'm saying? So they had me. Yeah, I, just, I have the stuff. You know what I'm saying? I have the pictures of them, um, and they body mold me, and um, I had to only be in my brief, and um, and they did the thing. They chiseled it off, and they said, "Yeah, we're gonna use Wesley's face." And you know, this is gonna be the body. So, you, the body in Demolition Man in the freeze when they put it yeah, in like yeah, Ky yeah. Cairo or something uh -huh, like that. Chi yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my body, but that's Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Make a long story short, they called me out to Mary and got me on it. We're gonna have you on second unit. I forgot who Were you this. doubling? Were you. Were I was. You I was stand, photo double? Or? Photo double and standing in for the second unit. So, when, when they need Wesley for the second unit, they yeah. come over. Did I dye my ear blonde? Yes, you sure did. Cause I remember. I think yes. Yes, you did. Yes. And that's, uh, that's one thing about you. You, you know? go the like we were saying. He yeah. goes the whole mile. I and remember. I was, yeah, I was like, man. why you got blonde hair? You know. It's like demolition, man. I was like. <laughs> and they, 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 they had me. All the, all the tickets, all the, all the main shit in that show. I'm the one. The when he, the gun have to wait for for it to turn red before he could fire. Uh -huh. Remember? Yep. I am the one who had to hold the gun for it to go red. Wow. Uh, you know, Wesley waiting around for that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? You know and we, you know, so um, even the final shot, that's me. Oh, you know, but but not What's firing. What's the final shot? You know. No, when in the gun, with oh, okay, 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 yeah. And then when the tickets them were, you know, when he was cursing the bad word, you know, they say in the future you're gonna get tickets for cursing the right. bad word. Yeah. Remember there was electric car, yeah, yeah, exactly. Way was, before yeah. electric car, no, yeah, Ford yeah. was making it, right? You know, um, <clears throat> and when he was saying, "Fuck this, fuck that," then pulling all the tickets out, <laughs> then he got out of jail and shit, right. and shit. That was my and pulling all the tickets out, kind of needed those okay. clothes up. 
There's a lot of shit when they put the thing in the gas tank. Right. Way, remember the electric thing to blow the cars up? That was me put the thing in there. Right, right. The, uh, the, when you turn on the buttons. The buttons. Button, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But after that, um, Blade One came up. Did I do did, Was Crimson Tide? I don't remember. I don't remember all in line the movies are I'm talking mm -hmm. about. But um, um, yeah, Blade One came up. And then in between, I think Crimson Tide came in. With mm -hmm. Yeah. So, because why, why Standing became also a vital source of making money for me is because when after going to the school, I acting the commercial and I did acting classes also. Then I did dialect, trying to fix my accent because it, it was a thing when you go to read for parts, they say, oh, your accent is, you know, you got to look, you got to stop with your accent, you know, yeah. and they can't articulate much as an American, you know what I'm saying, and you can't change the game, so you just got to figure out you can work with it, because mm. it's a good game that you want to be a part of. So, you know, in the sense of, okay, well, I'm getting a lot of standing gigs, and here I am standing in on a gig, and here's an actor who's a black actor who comes in, but he only comes in for two days. But I'm still on the gig, and I'm standing in for the next black actor because mm. I'm doing my job great, and they decide not to hire another standing, just use that standing for the rest of the actors because he knows his job, it doesn't make sense. You yeah, know? somebody in who does yeah. it. Yeah, so right. they used to just use me and put me onto the other guy, you know. But they go home, that little money that they make, they make a little residual, yeah, but I'm working every day when there's a black guy working. Right. And when I look at the schedule, there's always, because you always get a schedule to see who you work can work for, who you're working at, and they give you a choice to say, you want to come in for this guy, you want to come in for that guy, and you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then when you're working on a sitcom, you will stand in. Any black guy coming, you're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, in a sense, I say, you know what? I'm not even gonna trip about the auditions no more. If I get a standing gig, I'm taking it, and I'm not gonna interrupt it. Yeah. To go on an audition, I figure, I say, well, instead of trying to be the actor, the actor, mm. let me just use this to flourish my music and just do what I do. You come back again to be continued. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You will be, you, we yeah. will definitely follow up. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying uh, with Lennox. So this is where we are. This is the uh, Abbey Singer. So the Abbey's up. Yep. And question is, um, what are you watching these days? These days, these days I've been watching a friend of mine channel that. I am on also as an actor and as an host and it's called NBT, nbtme.com, okay. for National Black Television and I watch it because in support of supporting each other. Right, and who's your friend? Uh, Trenton Gums. Okay. Yes, and they run uh, the studio called Harvest Studio with Bentley Evans. Ah, Bentley from Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. You right, know, okay. and did he do Martin also? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he have created them too. Yeah. It's a channel. It's online. It's online, and it's its own channel, and it's on in every Caribbean countries also. It's on 
Roku Fire Stick, Apple TV. Okay. You know, and yeah. you can watch it live all the time on online if you go there. You know. Is there any one or two shows that like really stick out for you? Well, I like to watch the um, the block biography because okay. there's things that I don't know about, and I like to watch the talk show, the talk it up. Mm. You know, along with my show that I'm in also. But, but those. Yeah, what's your show? The one that I'm on is Arnold Caribbean Pizza, that I play Boopy the bartender. <laughs> you know, I, I live, I, I own the, the 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 bar next door, the pizza place. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in season two, in like nine episodes. Nice. Oh, and they, they, I think they're prepping to do season three, but we gotta wait to see. You know, Hollywood is. You know, right. So, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> Martini, Martini's uh, up. So, with the Martini being up, and that's about. Who would you like to see sitting in that chair right there? Who would you want to hear? I would say Bentley Evans. Bentley oh, Evans? Okay. Yeah. I would have said someone else, but God bless his soul, you know, because I would have loved John Singleton to be in this chair. Right, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but yeah, but Bentley Evans is another cat that I would have really loved. And I would have loved my producer, Trent Gums, to be in the seat too because you have done a lot for uh, as a partner you know what i'm saying you know uh, for black shows did love that girl with tatiana ali mm. you know uh, uh uh you know they did quite a bit family time with cuba gooding oh yeah you know yeah, yeah. you know uh they used to be on bounce tv i think they still is still okay you know, yeah, yeah, bounce stuff, you know yeah. so you know, but they have their own out also, you know, NBT, you know, they got Linux beyond it, you know. You want to call it? Yeah, man. Call it. Yeah, man, this is the original Linux B. Now stay tuned. And don't be like a cartoon. Spread the love, be love. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know when to move fast wow. This one is called Take It Easy Check it out Take it easy Take it slow Yeah, yeah Yo, Bubby Man, thank you very much for coming in, brother We really appreciate your story, your your vibe and letting us do our first six episodes at your spot absolutely he helped us get this whole thing kick-started yeah we appreciate you brother um yeah very interesting story yeah i love listening to uh, lennox i didn't know all that stuff you know it's weird it's he's probably told me that but i guess you know sometimes you know being your friends you're like oh, i heard that but when he got real in depth with this one it was really cool that being said, um, thanks again, Lennox. And um, yes, next week, we have Los Angeles native makeup artist, Merce Arsenault. Merce! Love Merce. One of my favorite people. Um, Merce has uh, been a personal uh, makeup artist to Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart. Um, she's also the uh, department head for Eddie Murphy's Coming to America 2. And... Uh, uh, one of my favorite people. All right. So hit the subscribe button. Uh, give us a rating and drop us a review. That'll help us keep this show going. That's all we got for today. I'm BC. I'm Spoon. And thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.
again.